0: Hey family welcome to another episode of black genealogy corner i'm your host philip and on the corner i interview guests about their genealogy and family research allowing them to tell their stories uh, talk about their relatives how they found out information about their families and all the particular information about their story i also talk to experts in the genealogy field about tips, tricks, and resources that help you along with your journey. Let's get started. All right, today I have my very first guest with me. Um, but before we talk to her, um, let's please take a moment to like and subscribe to this video on YouTube. Um, and if you enjoy podcasts, uh, you can also listen wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I've gotten a lot of support over since the last um, episode, and I really appreciate you all for your support. So today I have a very special guest with me. My very first guest is my wife, Trisha. Hey, Trisha.
1: Hello, how are you? Thanks for having me. I'm
0: good, thank you. So if you listened last week, I told my family research story, and so it just makes sense that this episode <laughs> that we talked to Tricia, so she can talk about her story.
1: Well, I'm super excited to be here. Um, I don't usually talk about myself and my own personal research, so this is going to to be very interesting
0: well of course you do you talk about it on your blog and I the mean, podcast. so we'll I'm get to all this right stuff. about it i don't okay <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway just a little bit about trisha she's a native arkansan um seventh seventh generation in fact right sixth, sixth generation
1: wesley seven
0: yes and so she has been researching her family for more than 12 years um, she's unearthed a wealth of information about her family, um, and I can't wait uh, to share that info with you today. She writes a blog and is co-host of a podcast. <laughs> coincidentally with me, um, she's been married to her wonderful, supportive, caring husband. All <laughs> <laughs> agreed for twenty three years and has one son. So, welcome Trisha to the show. so i'm glad you decided to be on the show with me so we're going to go ahead and get started okay sounds great all right so let's start off by telling everybody why did you start researching your family and talk a little bit about how you did it the steps that you started
1: well originally i started this research because our son and I were going through old pictures um, with my father, and he asked me questions about the people that were in the pictures. Um, you know, he was probably seven or eight years old at the time, and he asked questions that little kids ask. Who is this person, and where were they, and how do you know them, and why haven't I ever met them? Um, and that just got me to thinking that maybe I should start um, doing a little bit of research for our family so I could answer any additional questions that he would ever have Um about our family. So that's really why I got started. Um, I did, you know, the same thing that most people do. I got out um, a family tree chart and I just filled in the information that I knew. I started with myself and then I added my parents and their parents and I went on. Um, and when I started, I had four generations that I knew off the top of my head. And then once I had that, I went to. Um, ancestry and this was probably in 2012 Um, and I was very overwhelmed at the time with all the information that I found on ancestry and honestly I just put everything away for about six months and I went to the library and I got a reference book genealogy for dummies and I read it and then I got black genealogy um, book and I read it and I just read how to actually do research for about six months. And then I picked it back up, um, starting with census records and death records.
0: So, you know, when we're talking on our podcast, Mm -hmm. we often talk about for new people who's just getting started, the first thing they should do is talk to their oldest living relative. But you took it a little bit of a different way instead of doing that, you start started writing down everything that you knew which yes. is not bad at all I right mean, no i recommend that you do that along with talking to your oldest living yes. relative so that they can help verify some of that information Correct. that you know
1: um i knew all of my grandparents but one uh, my paternal grandfather um, and i knew my great grandmother on my mother's side so i thought that i had enough information by myself to start filling in the blanks of my tree that I didn't need to talk to anybody else. So I did everything on my own by myself. And I really wasn't even, I didn't even tell my family I was researching or I was going to start researching. Um, nobody knew I was doing this. That was just a personal decision of my own.
0: Yeah. Um, so why don't you tell a story um, about uh, one of your biggest genealogy finds? The, the, I guess the one thing that you're most proud of i don't want to say you're proud of all of your research but that you talk about the most and just talk about how you actually found that information okay so tell your story
1: um the one thing that always amazes me when even when i still talk about it um is i found my three times great-grandfather um he was a reverend um reverend robert hatchett Um, I found his emancipation papers in the newspaper, The True Democrat from 1863. And seeing that with his name in it, um, and this was in the beginning of my research, I started researching probably in 2011, and I found this information in 2014. And I haven't been researching consistently then, like I do now, you know, put it down and pick it up every six months or so. So I really hadn't really consistently been researching when I found this information. But to find that in the newspaper with his name in it from that time period, it was very, very, um, I can't put it into words how I felt because, you know, we have always been told, I have always been told that enslaved people didn't have Names documented. And I thought it would be really hard to get back that far and actually find one of my ancestors' names documented somewhere. So to be able to see it in a newspaper, a state newspaper, and it had his name in it, Robert Hatchett, and the plantation that he lived on and his enslaved um, owner, it was very powerful.
0: So, how did you find that information? Like, what did you do? you know process to go back
1: well go back a year um again i had started doing my own research you know i started my tree i had gone to ancestry and then once i did finally know that i had to talk to somebody i did go to my mother's um, older sister and she my surprise had done some research on our family and it turned out that the hatchet line, had been having reunions, family reunions, since the 1970s. So during the 1970s, my grandfather and his brothers and sisters were all still alive. So they remembered stories that their father had told them about his father. And so they had documented all this information in a reunion booklet. And she gave me that reunion booklet, and it had the information about um, – Robert Hatchett and his emancipation papers were printed in the newspaper um, in 1863. So I saw that and then I knew that I could probably find that newspaper on microfilm at a library. So then I went um, to a library close to where I live at the University of Arkansas Special Collections and the librarian there helped me find the microfilm and it took me a while because I I knew the year. I didn't know the date. Mm -hmm. Um, So it did take me a while to find it. But once I found it, um, I screamed in the library. (laughs) I was was super excited. And what was really exciting about it is because I actually had my mom, and this was her side of the family, and my son with me. um, And they heard me scream in the library, and they came over and was like, you're not supposed to be this loud in the library. And I was like, no, but I found it, this is him, this is our people. Um, And so I was really, really excited. So basically I used, I interviewed my aunt, she gave me information about our family from a reunion booklet, and I took that information and found it in a newspaper. Yeah,
0: and using microfilm to find it in the library. So, You know, it's important to know the steps that you took right um to hopefully someone else can hear you know what you did and maybe they could take those same steps to find information whatever it is Mm -hmm. then it might not be emancipation But but it could be something
1: and you just never know what you can find in a newspaper because you have to remember i know we don't i don't have a newspaper subscription at the moment for our town or state but you know in the 1800s in the early 1900s even when I was young that was how we found out all the information that was going on not only in our town but in the world was by you reading a newspaper so when you're researching newspapers are a wealth of knowledge they have everything in them so
0: one of the things that I've heard you talk about you know within our podcast and just talking to people you've you have a a really interesting idea or advice on how to get younger people involved in the research. So talk a little bit about how you feel you should get people in, involved in, in research.
1: Um, You've been
0: really good about it too.
1: I, I really try to meet people where they are. Not just kids but people my own age that cause you know genealogy has a stigma that it's for older retired people. Um, So even people Mm -hmm. my own age, and I'm in my 40s, think that they're too young (laughs) to do genealogy. So I really try to meet people where they are. I try to find what it is that they like to do, what they're interested in, and then I figure out a way how to... Incorporate that in my genealogy. For example, our son is really into editing and videography and things of that nature. So, when I decided that I wanted to go and clean headstones, and you thought it was a great idea for us to put it on the YouTube channel, I was like, okay, we can get Wesley to record it and edit it and put it on the um, YouTube channel. But while we're out there, I always make it a point to tell him who this person was who he is to us, and a special memory that I remember of that person. Um, And sometimes he remembers and sometimes he doesn't, Um, but that's how I get him involved in it. And he also has helped me with my presentations, um, doing the background, like clicking the slideshows. I've done a couple of presentations for family reunions and I've taken him with me, and he's always done that, so he's familiar with the information because he has seen those slideshows and he has heard me talk about the information that way as well.
0: Yeah, and you should know it. We didn't go to any random cemetery and start cleaning
1: the <laughs> no.
0: stones, we cleaned the headstones of our, family. Of, of our family, and uh, and so I'll link uh, a good- <laughs> I'll put a link to the YouTube video down in the description box, and you can go and watch it.
1: That's how I had a special memory of the people. Yeah, it's Um, a good episode, so it's good information. I I try to find something that is interesting for that person. Um, My brother happens to be interested in cemeteries, and so that's how I linked him up with genealogy is by showing him – find a grave and billions of graves and he can go on and just search for anybody that he wants to that might be buried in Arkansas or wherever and he can look at their headstones, and that's something that he actually likes to do.
0: Yeah, I I think that's really good advice Um, especially for younger people today. Mm -hmm. Their attention span is very short and the little attention span that they have, it is in a whole bunch of different (laughs) directions and so getting them involved in things that interest them. This doesn't mean you turn them into a you know full-fledged genealogist. Right. It just means that they are able to know who their family is, mm-hmm. which is very, very important, and be able to tell those stories Um, And they know where they come from. It's very, very important. It
1: is important. And I try to always make it fun for them. Um, I know that they don't want to go and look at microfilm at a library. They're not going to want to do that part with me. So I try to find something fun that they will enjoy, that they will remember. Um, And I just want it because I want it to be fun for me. Um, I love research. It's my passion. But I also want it not to be, you know, Debbie Downer. I can't find what I'm looking for all the time. I try to make it um, as fun as possible, and and I try to keep it exciting.
0: Yeah, I believe that, you know, kids, if they see the great things that some of their family members, you know, have done, Mm -hmm. that they would... You know, aspire to do more, or to be like them, or do right. more. I I very firmly believe. Yes, you know, believe that.
1: And so. as you say that, you know, finding your family in history, the history books that we read about in school, the you know, the wars and everything, we were all a part of that. Our family has a history in this country, and to be able to find a piece of history in your family, that says a lot about us and kids get excited about that
0: yep and they definitely do not tell the black story and the little bit that they do tell it's not always accurate correct and so that's the reason why i wanted to do this podcast was that it was a way for people to tell their family stories Mm -hmm. yeah and i think that's important especially now with the way people mm -hmm. are trying to take take away certain aspects of history right <laughs> you know what I mean
1: so yeah but if we know where we're from and we know our history that can never be taken away
0: yeah they're not taking that away so what about people who want to start researching they have the desire but really don't know where to start or how to begin what kind of advice would you have for them
1: I would say um, just get started be patient. Um, There are a few things that you can do. You can talk to your oldest living relative, which I know you've mentioned before, Um, but you can also just go on a website like FamilySearch or Ancestry and start making a tree. Once once I made my tree and I had those three and four generations that I could actually look at and say, wow, that's three generations in my family or four generations in my family. That really got me excited to be able to find more. So once you actually see it, whether it's on paper or it's on a computer um, or it's on a database, actually get your tree and start filling it in. And that will get you excited and know that there's more out there to learn about.
0: Yeah, I just say, keep it really simple. Mm-hmm. You know you know researching your family it can be difficult and you know that's okay um but just just don't get overwhelmed by that keep it really simple right you know at first
1: correct i agree write down
0: what you know mm -hmm. find out what you don't know or confirm what you think
1: you know yes and
0: then start from there
1: i will say that like you said Research is not always easy, but the beginning—you're starting with yourself. You know yourself mm-hmm. um, most likely. You know your parents, so the beginning part of your research is really the easiest part to get started with. You just have to actually do it.
0: Yeah, and then I always say that you know, people are family researchers, and they don't even really and they know. They don't it. even know it. So every time, and this is me. This is how I look at it. Every time you post a picture on Instagram Absolutely. of your family at the family reunion, you're a family researcher because yes. you just shared information about your family um, on social media. Mm-hmm. And what if I'm looking at it and I see a person on there that, hey, I know that that's my uncle, cousin right. or whatever. You are a family yeah. researcher. And just
1: think about those throwbacks. Pictures that oh, we all yeah. used to do. Oh
0: yeah, Those, throwback Thursdays used to be a thing. History. That's family history. That's family history. and you don't even know that you're doing it. Yes. So you're already in it. Now all you need to do is put the dates and names um, Just connected us. with it, and and that's how you get that's started. how you get started.
1: Yeah. Um, I will also say that we all, whether it's big or small, we all have a family archive. We have photos. Mm-hmm. We have funeral programs. We have
0: family Bibles. We have
1: family Bibles. Yep. We have wedding invitations. We have school graduation pictures and announcements. Um, that we've kept throughout the years Christmas cards with people's pictures and names and dates mm-hmm. on them. We all have an archive of our family and don't we even don't even know, even know it.
0: it. Yep. Absolutely. That's that's really important. So I I really believe that. So all right, so let's talk about what you're currently working on. What are you doing? Are you researching? What are you working on right now?
1: I'm actually currently researching um, a branch of my family that I haven't paid a, enough attention to. Uh, my maternal um, side of the family, um, we're from northeast Arkansas. And I have two churches that I am trying to find information on um, and hoping to find um, the next generation of my family.
0: Okay. And are you um, doing any research for anyone else? Or are you just, that's all you're doing right now?
1: That's all I'm doing right now. I'm just doing my own research. And um, I, of course, I write the blog. And mm-hmm. I have a series on there, Wordless Wednesday, that um, shows a family picture or a community picture that is something that I do um and it helps me get through my pictures and organize them a little bit better. So, um I'm also doing that.
0: Okay. And I think um when I was doing your introduction, I don't think I said the name of your oh, blog my so blog. it's Journey Through the Generations mm-hmm. and all of that contact information I'll leave down in the bottom so so check it out. Um do you have any surnames and locations you would like to share? Um, Today, Mm -hmm. So people, you know, may know.
1: Yes. Like you said earlier, I am from Arkansas, sixth generation. Um, So my Arkansas surnames are Hatchet, um, Wright, with a W, W W-R-I-T-G-H-T.
0: W-R-I-G-H-T. Yeah, that.
1: (laughs) Um, And um, Mud, M-U-D-D, Denson, um, and Mays is my maiden name
0: cool so if you have any of those those surnames in your family tree in Arkansas you never know
1: you just never know give
0: Trisha a shout um so how can the family um find you learn more about you and the work that you're doing
1: um well you can um go to my website journeythroughthegenerations.com, um on twitter and facebook
0: cool and did you say the podcast? I did not. I gen- I, ju- I normally say the podcast. <laughs> so, like I mentioned before, Trisha and I co-host a podcast, Journey Through the Generations. Um, it's wherever you can find your podcast. Yeah. If, so, if you listen to on a podcast app right now, you can find Journey Through the Generations in that exact same app. So, you shouldn't have any problems with with that. So, so I want to thank. Trisha, for joining me today, do you have any other um, any other things you wanted to say or um, stories ju- you want to tell?
1: Um, first of all, I want to say thank you for inviting me on and letting me showcase my um, website and my blog and all of that stuff at Journey Through Generations Also, I just think that it's important that we continue to talk about our ancestors. And if we know their names, we should speak their names. Mm -hmm. So anytime I can, I always want to tell the stories that I know, which one of them is about um, my three times great grandfather, Robert Hatchett. I want his legacy to continue. I want people to know that, you know, my family is from here. We, you know, helped groom and grow this country, just like a lot of other people did. And that's something that I'm proud of. Yes, he was enslaved and that's a a horrible part of our history, but he was able to endure that travesty in our country's time for me to be here today. And I just think that that's important for us to, to know where we're from and the people that we come from. Here's
0: a genealogy tip for you. Doing this can be an expensive hobby. But don't worry, there are plenty of ways um, for you to save money and or do it for free. So here's a few. Take advantage of holiday sales. Subscribe and uh, purchase your DNA kits. stock up
1: um, when they're on sale. Absolutely. Those sales can be some of the greatest times during the year during the holidays absolutely especially with sites
0: like ancestry Mm -hmm. is very pricey yes and you may be able to get like six months at a reduced rate yes uh just remember you just remember you have (laughs) to be a a new subscriber to do those types of things it's not something that you can continue to do so new subscriber that's the only way you can do it Next, use your local library, just like Trisha talked about. Absolutely. Um, using the library down at the university, use yours. A lot of times they have a genealogy center mm-hmm. or a location where they have computers that have access to sites like Ancestry mm-hmm. absolutely. or FamilySearch Family and those kinds of things. Com, yeah, absolutely. Things like that. Those things cost money except FamilySearch. is free, so you can do that anywhere. But the other ones, the library has a subscription, subscription. to it. Mm-hmm. So take advantage yes. of that. And of course, so. they
1: have research, resources such as genealogy books, microfilm, anything else like that.
0: Right. And then, like I just mentioned, FamilySearch. FamilySearch is totally free. Um, it is uh, FamilySearch.org. You yes. can go and do all the um, research and yeah, stuff that you, you want to get mm-hmm. research in different
1: areas than you live in so if you live in arkansas and you're researching in new york you have all the access to all the records books and things like that for free on family search
0: Yep. Yeah. so i'll put down in the description box a link to um a podcast uh that we did that talks about more tips um to be um budget conscious yes while you're doing your family research so good luck to you thank you again um i appreciate you and then i appreciate you of course for your support <laughs> um so of welcome. me in this podcast um thank you family for listening do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast again wherever you listen to your favorite shows and then also subscribe um on youtube and uh give me a like It'd be great if you could share all of this uh, with a friend. If you have someone interested in genealogy and family research, um, please share with you. I appreciate you. Um, I will see you next episode where I'll have another great guest join me. Thanks for joining me on The Corner. Talk to you later. Y'all take care. Peace.